You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Bleeding Green Nation's Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jesse Taylor. I'm here, as always, with Shane Half. Victor Williams is here with us this week. Rachelle's behind the glass, as always. Week two of the preseason, obviously, we talked a little bit last week. We had our own preseason issues last week, but hopefully there's no storms going through where Shane is this time, and my Wi-Fi holds out a little bit better. But I feel like last week was just kind of like a, it's preseason, we're here, There are some things that I think we need to talk about, and I think it's sort of the biggest topic, and it took, what, 30 seconds for this comment to come in. The backup quarterback situation. I I didn't even do a whole intro. I feel like we just have to talk about it because it's at the forefront of everybody's minds. Gentlemen, what are your opinions on Marcus Mariota? And the backup quarterback situation, the Tanner McKee, the Ian Book, who's also still out here somewhere. What are we thinking? What are we feeling after this this performance here? I mean, Ian, did Ian Book get snapped Ian tonight? Book did didn't play that? tonight, so I can only confirm he's QB2 now. Exactly. He's a, he's a lock. Now, uh, yeah, Mariota was rough tonight. Like, it was bad. Um, and – I don't know, like the the gap between him and DTR as a passer, you know, DTR, a day three rookie versus Marcus Mariota, a former first round pick, Heisman finalist, all of that was just ginormous. And I don't think it would look that bad if you get to a regular season game because he would be playing behind the best offensive line in the league. Uh, he would have A.J. Brown, he would have Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard to throw the football to. And so that makes his job a lot easier. But Man, there, there's no denying that Tanner McKee just looked better tonight uh, by a lot. Yeah, I think uh, Marcus Mariota, even if he had the best offensive line in front of him and even if he had two top 10 receivers, you still have to put the ball within like 10 yards of your guy. And he failed to do that <laughs> tonight. So you can't throw you can't throw it way over the head. You can't throw it into the dirt. You can't uh, take sacks. He's a good runner. I think we all know that uh, he's he's a better runner than passer to this point. But you have to at least complete passes. Uh, but my conclusion after all of this was is this what Atlanta fans had to endure last year, like for however long until Desmond Ritter came in. Like, I, no wonder why Kyle Pitts and all the boys couldn't put up numbers because you have this guy who has the inability to throw a 20 yard pass. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts is probably going to have 1200 yards this year. Desmond Ritter can't be worse than what we watched. Uh, I feel for the Atlanta fans. I feel for the uh, I don't think he was this bad when he was in Tennessee. Um, but Jalen was looking at him on the sideline sidelines. <laughs> like this team almost traded Fletch for you, like once upon a time, and half of the roster. And this is what this is what you're looking like. And it's bad. Tanner McKee comes in and lights it up with the third stringers and uh puts on a show and had three highlight reel passes that all should have been completed. Uh, but the kid can sling it. Uh, Shane and I say uh all the time on the EPA show that Tanner McKee would be a probably a top 40 pick if this was eight, ten years ago. 
Um, and it's just the, the mold of the NFL and the mold of the prototypical quarterback is different now. Uh, but the kid can throw it. He, he might not be able to move, but he can stand strong in the pocket and fit in tight windows. And some team is going to find that valuable in two years and how he's going to finesse somebody. So <laughs> I'm excited to see that how, how that all shakes out. Was it you or someone else that tweeted they can't wait to see how he turned that into a first-round pick from the Vikings in two yep. years? Definitely going to be – when Kirk is out of there, they're going to need another, like, statue white guy. They're going to get Tanner McKee. Of course, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Please tell me you at least saw the video come out of training camp today of, of Kirk Cousins catching a touchdown pass and doing the gritty. Did you see that? No, I, I'm glad I didn't now that you described yeah, you don't it. want to. I don't, I don't ever want to see it again. But when it comes down to it, do you think that there is going to be any sort of adjustment to your – I guess what we would predict to be the the you know start of the season roster with obviously Jalen Hurts as QB one. Do you think Marcus Mariota is on his way to losing that QB two spot, or do you think that that's still pretty much a lock? Or are they going to do something there? I well, if by do something, do you mean go get someone else? Because I don't think there's anybody. Someone there's else. nobody. Carson Wentz. No, we're going to have to call Carson up at some point. No, we don't need. We don't <laughs> need engagement. We don't need engagement. He has our bad. helmet. Yeah, if you didn't see, he has our helmet ready to go. <laughs> we don't need engagement that bad to be talking about Carson Wentz on this podcast. Uh, it, is, I know it's the preseason. It it's not that bad. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think I don't think McKee surpasses Mariota yet. Uh, if you get like to week 12, 13, and say Jalen goes down for a game or two and Mariota has continued to look this bad and McKee continues to progress because he's, I mean, he looks a lot better than I thought he would. He's doing some advanced things for a rookie. Uh, if he continues to build on that, I think later on, but it's kind of the same thing with like Sidney Brown and Edmonds and Kavon Wallace, like we all kind of think Sidney Brown's going to be the starter by the end of the year, but he may not start out that way week one. I, I think it could be a similar thing with the backup. If Mariota continues to struggle, maybe McKee passes him for QB2 down the road. Yeah, I'm trying to give Mariota the benefit of the doubt. Like he's an eight-year vet, probably right. doesn't have like the most interest in preseason, so maybe he's like just phoning it in, and I'm just going to go out there because I have to. Uh, I'd like to believe that he's you know, in a, in a game, even though, it didn't look all that promising in Atlanta last year, but you'd like to believe in a game with the, with the best offensive line, his disposable, like, like we mentioned, and some of the best receivers and probably a more fine tuned playbook. I'm sure it's not the the greatest, you know, playbook that they use in preseason. Um, the, the, the main reason the Eagles went and got this guy is so that he could uh, kind of mimic uh, Jalen Hurts as best as he could anyway. And if they're going to need him in the regular season, they're not going to, create a whole new playbook for Tanner McKee. He, I saw him attempt to run some read options and it looked about as effective as when Nick Foles did it on the Super Bowl run. Like he ran it. Foles was able to do it, but nobody's going to believe that Tanner McKee is going to tuck and run that thing for 20 yards. Sure. Uh, so I think that they're going to have the playbook ready for Mariota. They're going to expect him to come in and potentially win a game if they do lose Hurts for whatever amount of time. Um, I'm going to just assume that Mariota doesn't have the most interest in preseason right now. <laughs> If that's what makes us feel better right now. It makes I me feel that's good. That's all I can do. You know you know what makes me feel better right now? Jalen Hurts is going to play 17 games this year, and I'll hear nothing different. Yeah. So yep. injuries are turned that's off. It. It's not going to happen. Yep. I'm not worried about it. Once you get paid, yeah, that's the rule. You don't get hurt. Yeah, right? that's it. <laughs> Speaking of getting hurt, I think that's the other biggest storyline of the night. Yeah. So it was the backup quarterback situation and the god-awfulness that we watched. Then part two of – you know, why I personally hate the preseason one, because it's the worst brand of football ever. Um, 
But the other thing is the, the injuries. The injuries tonight were, first of all, there are six of them. Um, two of them being Nolan Smith um, as well as Zach McPherson. And, you know, if you look back at it, it looks a little bit, ha- I mean, it, hairy in terms of look, checking for an Achilles injury. I know it said ankle, but was it more of an Achilles type of, of injury? Then obviously you get the two guys back to back within minutes of each other that have the the stretcher and the cart pulled out for them. These guys have to watch two of their teammates, both in ways of, you know, it wasn't the guys essentially getting, you know, laying hits and being aggressive. And they kind of said this on the broadcast, laying hits, being aggressive, being sort of that violent game. It was just sort of a, it was a more of a fluke thing, get hit with a knee or come down weird out of a catch. Like it wasn't necessarily the brutal sort of tackling of the game. It was more of those freak things. And, and, you know, that's the scariest part of preseason is, you know, seeing people get carted off the field like that at any point in time, but especially, you know, these guys that are trying to make the roster, trying to make their dreams come true. You see why the starters don't play the preseason, but tonight was a really, really, really brutal night, especially for the birds on the injury side. Yeah. And, I mean, you hope all of those guys turn out to be okay. Uh, you know, from a from a contribution standpoint, you definitely hope that Alameda Zacchaeus, who is pretty cemented as your wide receiver four, and Nolan Smith, those are pretty big impact guys. Um, but, I mean, you obviously you hope everybody's okay. I was really impressed with what I saw from Nolan Smith before he went out with the injury. Like, I mean, his box score doesn't show much, but he directly contributed to two sacks. Uh, he got pressure multiple times. Like, I swear, his ankles are like, I don't know, made out of rubber bands or something. Like, the dude could just, like, run sideways to the ground, parallel to the ground. I don't know how he does it. But he got some really good pressures. The, the play he got injured on, he he runs down a receiver on an end around. Uh, I thought he did a really good job all night. And, I mean, he's going to force the Eagles to get him on the field more than – I initially thought that they would if he continues to play that way. So I was really excited to see him show out again. Yeah, the uh, injuries are tough. Uh, on that after that play you mentioned, Shane, when uh, Smith came out, it looks like his arm is like limp, like almost dislocated in a way. And I was like, all right, maybe they'll just pop that thing back in. He'll sit out the rest of the game, and it is what it is. The scariest thing is like the neck injuries that you see, because those are not only career threatening, but they're like life altering injuries if they yeah. go the wrong way. So Ajomo as well as uh, Tyree Cleveland, who was on the ground for a for an extended amount of time. They brought out stretchers and back stabilizers and the whole bit just to get him like on the cart to get him off. And that's tough. You don't want to, you don't want to have those kind of things in any game, let alone the preseason. I'm warming up to the idea that because we, we especially know how Nick Sirianni treats the joint practices. They're essentially like games for, for his players. Like if you're going to do joint practices and have teams fly in and do this whole organized thing with refs, I don't necessarily see the need for preseason but I get it because you do have fringe roster players who that is the only chance you're going to get to make the roster. And so without preseason games, what kind of opportunities are those guys going to get? Uh, but they need to find a median to avoid uh, these injuries. Like maybe only make them like 30 minutes, like play a half hour. They got to figure it out. I know injuries can can happen at any time, um, but full blown, like there was no reason to watch again, Mariota for like a full first half. Like there was no need for that <laughs> at all, but, but injuries are tough to, it's only, it was almost like a body bag type game. I was like, every, every minute somebody's going down. McPherson is essentially the back of nickel right now. He didn't look great on the outside today, which is yeah. probably why he's in the nickel there. <laughs> he was getting picked on for, for a lot of that time. Zacchaeus, like Shane mentioned, he's, he's going to be a focal point of the offense. And uh, you really want to use Nolan Smith as rookie year. He's, he looks like he's going to have an impact. You want to use him on the edge rotation. 
So you hope these guys are all right. You hope especially the neck injuries, that's nothing serious. Those can go wrong. Uh, and, yeah, we just hope everything's all right with these guys. It's tough to see that in the preseason. Yeah, and Shane, we talked about it last week after after the first preseason game. You, you know, you hope they're sort of moving towards eliminating the preseason altogether because more teams are doing these joint practices. You know, Victor, you have a really good point in that these fringe guys, this is their opportunity to try to show out and, and make the roster. But, you know, there there's a reason why, I mean, usually you the up until recent memory right this year last year maybe the year before a little bit you saw it was very common to do you know first game or second game the opening drive the starters did right except for you know maybe your Jason Kelsey's or you know guys like that that are later in their careers you know they're good they don't need the preseason this year across the board you're not seeing anyone you're not seeing anybody starters come in at all. No one is willing to, to risk this. There's been something in the air, something in the water in the NFL, in just in practices this season. Like there have been injuries left and right. Nobody is is willing to risk that. You wonder if they are just going to really move to a, a no preseason type of schedule going forward at some point. Yeah, the the Ravens would be really disappointed if they do that because then – yeah, what's Harbaugh going to do now? I guess, I guess they can still say, like, it, it'll be, like, 2058, and they'll be like, we haven't lost a preseason game in 80 years. <laughs> yeah, Literally. You think of guys like Tim Patrick, who just came back from injury and now suffered another injury in the, on this year, and he's out for the year again, and right. that happened in camp. Um, so, so many injuries are inevitable no matter how cautious you try to be, and we know the Eagles are very cautious with their injuries. That's why uh, these guys get break days, and you very rarely see practices two days in a row unless you have situations like joint and, and stuff like that. The Eagles do their due diligence to try to keep their players healthy, but in games like this, especially when you have non-contact injuries, it's, it's tough to avoid them. That's sure. why the Eagles put such an emphasis on, on taking care of your body when you're away from the team so that, you know, you're, you're healthy throughout the year. It was just brutal tonight to watch. And, and especially, you know, I did see a tweet that I'm sure people responded to. I don't remember who tweeted it, I, but I, I, I'm sure the responses were ridiculous. But after the second injury that had the, the, the back brace and the stretcher and the cart and the whole thing, someone tweeted, can we just, just end the game now? Like at this mm. point, just call Good. it. Like the, you almost feel like you need to after seeing two of those injuries like that. You wish, especially in the preseason, obviously, you know, when there's not a record or standing divisional, any yeah, kind there's of there's no injury, vital need to finish the game. Like <laughs> you might as well just be like, you know what? We've had enough. Like we're yeah. done. We've had enough. <laughs> That's it. We don't need to see any more stretchers for the day. Thanks. Yeah, it's like when you're in like a uh, like a like a. This is probably not the right comparison, but it's like when you're in a toxic relationship and you see all the red flags, but you stay in it anyway. Like that's what this was. Like you see the red flags yeah. of people getting hurt, and you just try to ignore it. Like ah, oh, maybe it was a freak thing, and then another freak thing happens. And then you're like ah, oh, we should probably not do this today. <laughs> yeah, we should probably just 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 call it and and move on. And you worry about going into next week, like you know, now you have to adjust. Nobody playing next week, man. Yeah, who's playing next week anyway? Do they will they even have enough guys to Kennedy Brooks is getting 20 carries next game? That's <laughs> I mean, seriously, you might as well put us out there for, for the third preseason game at this point because there's you don't need to risk any more injuries. The ones that the, the guys that were playing, they're all hurt all of a sudden. There, there's no point in having this this yeah. preseason, but other than you know the fact that we need to figure out who the Eagles backup quarterback is because Marcus Mariota is terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, should not be him. The other game, the other names out there are who like Matt Ryan. Uh, I can't think of the other names that are. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that like what is like Cam Newton still around? Like, yeah. there's there's some there's some names out there, but I think like I said, I think Mariota like just like shakes off the rust at some point and comes in at the regular season if needed, and at least will do enough to win the game. He'll have all the skill players around him. He's not going to be thrown to uh, like Devin Allen and then some of these other guys. <laughs> so that's so uh, so so that's on that. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what did we think of uh, Trey Sermon? He had the fumble. Hertz kind of talked him through it, and then he comes back and has that run. Once Tanner McKee is under center, leading the offense. Shane, we talked on EPA about uh, how the running backs can kind of shake out. What chance does Sermon have, if any? We don't think he's going to eke out Boston Scott. Uh, and I thought after that fumble, I was like, yeah, it's definitely not happening. And now we're seeing like ML football tweets about potentially cutting Rashad Penny in favor of Trey Sermon. Doubt that ever. Yeah, happens. I don't buy that. But uh, Jess, yeah, Jess, I don't know where you stand as far as the running backs are concerned, but uh, Shane and I always go back. And I mean, forth. it's not even back and forth. We're on the same side of the fence about who's last year. Here, they, <laughs> I mean, Trey Sermon was on this team last year, and they put him on the practice squad, and yeah, he had one carry in that Jacksonville game. Looked good. Yeah, too. And he nice. also he also <laughs> blew a rep in pass protection. Uh, yeah, before he got the touchdown run. So I I thought he had a pretty poor game and had the one touchdown run. But uh, I I did like to see uh, Tanner McKee out there lead blocking for him, though. Like to see that effort. Mm -hmm. You love to see that effort. You love to see that that camaraderie within a team that that's that's what the Eagles are all about right there. But Hertz knows Trey Sermon from college. You don't think he's putting the bucket like we have to keep him coach and you do what you got to do to make Jalen Hurts happy. So you saw they have they have like you can tell they have a relationship from Oklahoma days. So maybe Hertz puts a bug in the ear like I don't care if you got to keep five backs, get him on this roster some type of way. But my God, what are they going to do? Keep five running yeah, backs, they they seven receivers, and seven corners? Speaking of cornerbacks, if they do keep cornerbacks, they, yeah, I was going to say, if they do keep a stack of anybody, it's going to be the corners because there's so much, there's so much talent. Yeah, there. right. That, I mean, that potentially got a lot easier tonight for them yeah. to make the numbers work if McPherson's injury does end up being the Achilles. And haven't heard anything yet, but uh, that wow. certainly, that's not what you hope for, but that would make an easier path for Ricks or Gardner to make it on the roster. Although Ricks really struggled tonight as well. So yeah. uh, he kind of came back down to earth and uh, the one back shoulder throw, like he had good coverage on that ended up being a touchdown. You'd like to see him get the guy on the ground. There's not a lot you can do on a well-thrown back shoulder ball. Um, you'd like to see him get the guy on the ground, but his feet kind of slid out. And I don't know what the safety Justin Evans was doing coming over there, not cleaning that up, but 
uh, as a terrible rep from Evans, but there was a couple times that Ricks was on the ground. I don't know if his feet were sliding out. He was just off tonight. And what's up with uh, Ringo getting lost in the lights or, or whatever happened on that? Rep? Did running? he just stop? Did he stop running? I don't know what he thought was happening there. But I was like, what is, what is, what is happening? What is happening here? Keely Ringo, get it, get it. I mean, he has a kind of a reputation of getting cooked in college, and that does not help his reputation. Well, that rep, right? He there. was step for step, <laughs> like he's exactly where you wanted. To be. Literally, laterally with the guy, and then just stopped. I, I don't know. Perfect coverage, and then just yeah. I don't know if he. I suspect he either a saw the ball and just like misjudged it and thought he was going for a pick or B looked and didn't see the ball. So thought it went somewhere else and slowed down. And then he realized it was coming his way. Neither is good, but one of those two has to be what happened. We talked about it last week, Shane, uh, how, you know, corner was probably going to be one of the tougher decisions that they had to make and how they had to make those decisions, how many they were going to keep, who was going to be the odd man out. And we, we talked last week about how it was going to be a tough decision for them. And tonight, not as good. Not as good. I, watching that, I was like, you know what? We might be in trouble if someone gets hurt, actually. I don't think that we're going we're gonna to be as deep here as, as we were hoping after the first preseason game. It was really not not their best tonight. From and, and it's not like they were out here, you know, covering guys like A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. Or going against, you know, starting NFL quarterbacks. You're covering Austin Watkins, who I never heard of before tonight. So never. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Speaking speaking of that, Shane, you mentioned the uh, over the shoulder uh, touchdown pass. Did you see Sidney Brown? Like he like laid his ass out after. <laughs> like he crossed the goal line and everything, but Sidney Brown made him know that he was there. So yeah. I was like, I respect the hustle. At least you popped him and let him know, like, don't try that again. <laughs> He's gonna be fun. He's going to be a fan favorite. You might start week one. You really I love Sidney really Brown so much. I tweeted at the the his one tackle in the game when he came flying down from like the opposite oh, hash all the way across the formation and just like laid out the running back. I, I tweeted that clip and I said Sidney Brown is my favorite eagle of all time. And then I put like a couple space or a couple line breaks and I said not really. And then a couple more and I said but maybe. <laughs> He has all the traits of a fan favorite. Like he's a hard hitter. Like he has the hair. Like he's 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 he has the passion. He wants to be feared. It's going to be a, a a fun time. It won't be long before he starts. I don't see a lot of things from Edmonds. I didn't notice him at all tonight. Um, Justin Evans missed that uh <laughs> that touchdown. So I mean they're they're making it easy for Sidney Brown to move up the uh the uh, the totem pole here. Speaking speaking of hits, Shane, I saw you put up a clip of uh. Um, I forget, was it Nolan Smith that laid out DTR? But like, you kind of had to. Like, did he give oh, himself no, that, up? Like, I don't know was, where the rule was, was headed. Kobe Dean. That was Nakobe Dean. Uh, I mean, yeah, Nakobe. I'm sorry, Nakobe Dean because he forced up. the fumble right after yeah. that. Yeah, and then like, so I was like, is he defenseless? Like, is he giving himself up? And Kobe Dean didn't care. That's a that's a garbage rule. You you can't. <laughs> it's a bang bang play you can't though, right? Slide yeah. six inches from somebody and expect to not get hit. Like, it, if you slide that late, you should just get hit, and it shouldn't be a flag like what's the defender also it was inside the five yard line what's the defender supposed to do be like oh yeah i think he's gonna slide i'll just not tackle him that's like me walking up to you like squaring up and i throw a punch that comes six inches from your face and you don't do like are you supposed to not do anything you gotta you gotta you gotta retaliate some type of way and the kobe dean retaliated all, all i'm saying is the, the ball play. don't lie and on the next play and kobe dean got the yeah. fumble so yeah, Listen, that's what you right want to wrongs. And it is, it was, it happened so fast. And it was one of those things where like, you kind of have to be like, yeah, I guess, but no, <laughs> like, I don't want it to be, 
it is what it is. It, once like, you're a runner, once you're a runner, it's like fair game at that point. Like you're a running back at that point. Like get them to the ground. That's how they ground. treat Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. The Jalen Jalen gets thrown into the bleachers and they don't do anything. I, about I am so. all for protecting quarterbacks, but I'm telling you right now that if Jalen did that in a game and got popped, I would come on the show after the game and oh say Jalen needs to slide. <laughs> Cheap shot. Like. That's, oh, where I would blame I'd blame the other team. I'd call them that's dirty. The, <laughs> that's the worst thing. They need to be fined. All that slide late, like slide early or lower the shoulder. Like you're so much I'd more likely to get hurt sliding into a hit than you are lowering a shoulder into a hit. And and that's one thing Jalen does a good job of. He gets down early or he gets out of bounds or he lowers the shoulder. Like you don't see Jalen going to the ground taking those hits like that. I was and just gonna say inside like the five yard down. line. Inside the five yard line, Jalen's not sliding. Jalen's lowering that shoulder and he's getting in that end zone. Please, please. Yeah, di- he's not diving head first like Carson always did, like crown head into the defender. Like he's not doing. Every time I see Jalen run, I'm like, well, at least he's not doing what Carson did. Cause I always have a firm just image in my mind of him running head first into defenders, like trying to like headbutt the guy. And I'm like, this is why like people don't recover from concussions. And this is why. And Jalen Hurts has been adamant about, about not getting hurt. Uh, but yeah, Sheen, if that ever happened, I'm writing the NFL asking for fines. I'm not blaming Hurts. I'm 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 taking the opposite side. <laughs> I'm taking five. Uh, they gotta they gotta suspend that 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 teammate, whoever did that. What are you speaking of uh of writing to the NFL and, and cheap shots? Last last question I have for you. Uh what are your thoughts on the reports that came out from some of the Cleveland Browns uh media this week that the Eagles were taking cheap shots during practice and uh Miles Garrett jumping in and saying that he did not see any cheap shots being taken. I mean, was that media said? I heard Joel Batonio said that. Was was Cleveland media saying that too? Yeah, I saw a couple of reports come from Cleveland media members talking about the Eagles making you know, cheap shots during during practice. Uh, were they cheap shotting Deshaun Watson? Because if so, who has a problem with that and why? I was gonna say. I mean. I mean, I, I like if it happened, I was like looking that way. I didn't see it. So it I was going to say the Eagles I, are not a dirty team, but Derek Barnett. I was is on my on phone. If Derek Barnett <laughs> stepped on his leg and like broke it over his knee, <laughs> that's, that's, then I, I don't know. If it did happen, I was like on my phone. I never saw it. I was texting somebody. Now. Sorry, Deshaun. I don't know what to tell you. I do know Jalen and Deshaun. Shane, I, I told you this the other day. J- Jalen and Deshaun are close. And Jess, I think you, you remember when uh, when Jalen made the comment about like, like yeah, I'm still cool with Deshaun. Like we hang out here and there, and everybody tried to drag Jalen for like, oh, he's picking his friends. Oh, he's like, he's not separating himself. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking like, if you think athletes aren't going to be friends with other athletes, like I don't know what to tell you guys. Like this is just going to happen. And Hertz picks and chooses his uh, his uh, like you know his his company, and you are the company you keep everything. But I don't think that's a fair judgment of character because he was like keeping Deshaun Watson at at a distance. Uh, but if Miles Garrett is just like. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. I don't know what happened. Then good on him. <laughs> Miles Garrett also said uh, that everybody wants to play in Philly, and you know, one day maybe he'd like to play here too. So you know, what? I thought that was true until I found out it was bait because I was about to like write about it, and then I found out it was a bait, like copy and paste tweet that people are like replacing with. Like Justin Jefferson was first, but when I saw it, I was like Miles Garrett and his Hassan Reddick. I I'm firmly with- believe that they've all said it. I can't. That doesn't said it. Everybody make, wants to it play doesn't make Philly. sense in my brain that they wouldn't say it. So yeah, they all want to play. Tell you. I know Justin Jefferson will be here eventually. He could have been here already. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that him and Jalen Rager are on the same team. I, I bet their lockers are right next to each other too. I'm sure Rager's looking at him like, "I was drafted ahead of you." I just want you to remember that. <laughs> I might not get playing time, and I might not be here in like six months, but I was drafted ahead of you. And at the time, my contract, I got paid more at the time. <laughs> 
Oh my god, what a what a time. And I was for it. I was one of those few. And every every mm-hmm. every year I always cool tweet myself before before the people find it that my one take was that I don't I, I don't think Justin Jefferson is what the Eagles need right now because at the time we needed speed for Carson Wentz. At the time we had no speed. And then we had Rager and we drafted Quez and we drafted like Hightower and we signed Marcus Goodwin. And I was like, now we got track stars for Carson Wentz. And I was one of those select few people. And I was like, can Jettas play like outside? I don't know. Like, give me the fast guy, somebody that can get downfield for Carson. And I saw how that turned out. So here we are. <laughs> well, listen, at least Howie, right, you know, righted his wrongs and now looks at whatever team. Because he said, forget the draft. I'm not doing the draft. I'm getting somebody that I know is good. I'm not doing this draft shit anymore. You don't, you don't write that wrong. <laughs> Well, 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 no, no, in terms of draft mentality, no, you, you are correct. But in terms of draft mentality, we like have SCC stopped, vision. Yes, yes. we yes. have stopped getting <laughs> cute. And it's like, hey, what team won the national championship? Pac-12, get Let's them out of here. Let's draft those guys. If, if you if you weren't an offensive player at Alabama or a defensive player at Georgia, we're not we're not we're not bringing you in. That's that's just it. That's just how it goes. I'm sorry. Oh, you were textbook. nice at Penn State. Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Textbook. Can't, textbook. Can't do it no textbook. More. Textbook. Oh my God, he is smart. I will say how he. Well, he's obviously smarter than me. But when he drafted Tanner McKee, I was like, this makes no sense. I don't know what is going on. And tonight, you, you the last couple of games, you see why. Like, oh, this is what they saw in this kid. I stand my ground. All right, I see. I see what it's about. Quarter I would love DTR here though. I would love DTR, but Shane and I had this conversation about DTR and why they couldn't get him. But every time I watch him, I'm like, he should be here. He should be the long-term backup to Jalen Hurts. But it is what it is. Quarterback factory. I yeah, think yeah we, we are. We should we are just one. end end on quarterback factory because I can't take that seriously. Um, oh, goodness gracious. So once we get in for the regular season, we're going to start doing the three words to sum up the win, loss, tie, whatever the hell the Eagles do that week. Hopefully it's a lot of three words to sum up the wins like it was last year. Um, Thank you so much for joining us at this late, late, late hour. I know most people have to work tomorrow. So thank you for hanging out with us while we talk about this God awful preseason game that we all just had to witness together. We will be back next week. I believe I think we will be here. I might not be here, but somebody will be here and we'll definitely be back when the season starts on the 10th. Super looking forward to the regular season. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Everybody of Bleeding Green Nation, make sure you're subscribed, like, follow everywhere. For myself, Rachelle, Victor, Shane, thanks so much for joining us again, and have a great rest of your week. Go Birds. Go Birds. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.